0: This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio. The highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, What are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Hi everyone, Miss Jane here, welcoming you to another episode of At The Bar. Today we're going to chat about the 11 signs of burnout, as shared with me by one of my leadership mentors, Kerry Newhoff. Some of the signs are pretty obvious, whereas others are a little more subtle. Either way, there's no doubt that life is pushing us to the limits at the moment. So it pays to not only know the red flags, but to have the courage to act on them too. Today's episode is brought to you by my free Facebook group known as The Collective for Dance Studio Owners. It's an intentional and thoughtful online space. The owners that gather together support and encourage each other in a positive and uplifting way. If you're not part of it and you'd like to join, search The Collective for dance studio owners and answer the entry questions. We'd love to see you there. welcome everybody miss jane here hope you're doing really well today we are talking about burnout um, and to a lesser degree recovery so always i am trying to share messages that help um, us lead others better but also most importantly lead ourselves because there is that natural order of things Um, we need to lead ourselves Um, so that we can better lead others. And so um, I have not burned out in my career, but I've got like this close. And luckily, um, I had enough self-awareness at the time to go, things are getting nasty. Um, And I I put in some changes, including my husband um, going from full-time to part-time at his work um, that, that just basically happened one Friday night um, where I found myself just feeling like that there was no way out. You know, I was so tired and because of that, everything was not as good as it could be. I've got really, really close to burnout and I've definitely experienced some of the symptoms that I'm about to share with you Um, and I still do. You know, I think um, I want to be really honest, there are some times that I'm like, hmm, this is a bit of a red flag here. And um, that's why I'm sharing, you know, the so-called symptoms of, of burnt out, burnout as they were shared with me. So this is not my my list, but I've taken this from um, a mentor of mine by the name of Kerry Newoff. Um, he is a Canadian. He works in the leadership space, my, my, Mostly, um, it's early morning at the time of recording, can you tell? Mostly with faith-based organisations. But the work um, that he does obviously carries across any leadership space. So let's get straight into it. Um, Basically, the, the first one, and there's 11, so let's just, just go down the list fairly easily. Number one is that your passion fades. Now, as dance studio owners, we are so passionate um, to the point that it can be a little bit of a negative because it's that passion that sometimes can lead us to burning out or to overwork or to not resting deeply. Um, However, Ever. If you start to think, oh, I don't really want to do that, I can't be bothered doing it, you just get this inkling that that passion that was used to be that driver of yours is starting to fade. That is a red flag. And I've definitely experienced that. Um, interestingly for me, it was the year before COVID, so 2019, and I was just feeling a little bit meh um you know i'd taken the year off putting my children through my students through exams because i've been doing that for you know so many years and it just felt a little bit like same same you know the same work the same music the same corrections um you know that moment where i'm like oh here we go i'm about to teach coup de pa for the first time let's poke a fork in my head um i just needed a break from that routine Interestingly enough, be careful what you wish for, and I think we could all probably relate to this. We're like, oh, we just need two weeks off with nothing to do, and then COVID hit, and you've probably seen the meme. That wasn't the problem. <laughs> so as it turned off, uh, turned out we had two years off exams, um, but. Just having that kind of, it, it turned out to be a little bit of a sabbatical during COVID, that break-in routine, yes, it was it was anxiety-driven, but my passion is back more than ever. So red flag number one, your passion fades. Number two is that you don't feel the highs and you don't feel the lows. So you're just kind of coasting along in the middle. Now, this is kind of two, two-pronged. Um, You might know some people that are really emotional and they are feelers and they feel the highs, you know, and they feel the lows. And they're on this emotional roller coaster and they're probably a little bit exhausting to be around and they probably do experience um, some challenges in terms of um, regulating their emotion. Um, I have a child like this who really is a feeler. <laughs> she feels everything to the, to the nth degree. And while I think that's wonderful on one hand, it's not necessarily brilliant for her mental health on the other. Now, this is right over the other extreme where you're just not feeling anything. You, and it's not particularly by choice. I think that's the other thing is, you know, um, when we learn to emotionally regulate a little bit more, we go, oh, is this as bad as I'm making it out? No, probably not. And I can just get a little bit more flatlined, as I say. Um, however, this is not by choice. This is not a regulation. This is just a numbing. So something wonderful happens and you're like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Something terrible happens and you're like, oh, yeah, that's no good. And the the most tricky part about this is that you can fool other people into thinking that you are feeling those things. So we're very good, you know, as leaders, as dance teachers, as studio owners, just maybe as as parents, of pretending everything's fine. And so on the outside, it looks like we're thrilled. Oh, you've got a new baby. Oh, isn't she beautiful? You must be so thrilled. Here's a card and here's a present and let me look at it, right? On the outside, we look thrilled. On the inside, we're a bit like, "Whatever, take the baby away. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three, and this kind of um, Garner's number two as, as well. Number three is that your reactions are disproportionate. So it's not that you are not feeling, but that you're you're feeling, um, you know, really. And and it kind of goes back to what I said about those real highs and those real lows. Um, but it's your reactions aren't really uh, in proportion with what's going on. So you might get home and your children, um, if you're lucky enough to have them, (laughs) your children might do something that really on a scale of 1 to 10 might be a 1 or a 2. You might have gone out, um, you might have gone to work for Saturday morning or something like that, and... um, said when I get home I I would really like it that you have emptied the dishwasher please and you get home and they haven't emptied the dishwasher and you go off your head you're like oh my god I just asked you to do one bloody thing and this that and the other Um, probably not a 10 out of 10 reaction needed for that and so you might be blowing up at things that really don't matter and being numb to the things that do. So that's how number two and three go together. Number four, everybody drains you. Now, um, this will vary a little depending on whether you're extroverted or introverted. I'm a very proud introvert. I'm proud because it's 100% me and I can't change it. And I've tried and I've, you know, because the world loves an extrovert So I've tried, but that is not the way I have been manufactured. (laughs) It is not the way I've been blessed. So now I don't try and fight it. So I'm a proud introvert. So yes, people do drain me um, at my best of times, but I know how to recharge but this is that constant draining and particularly for extroverts who are normally energized by being around people. This is a very big red flag for you. If you leave the room and instead you're feeling a little bit more like an introvert where you're like, Oh my God, I just need to be alone for a minute. And, um, for me, you know, it's about knowing that I need to have that recharge time without humans around me. Um, but this is, is a little bit more than that. For burnout, it's like I just I just have absolutely nothing in the tank and perhaps you don't even want to go out and, you know, be with people. Number five, and I've definitely um, experienced a little bit of this in ebbs and flows throughout the 15 years of being a dance studio owner, and that is that you become cynical and it's really not a great place to be. It's a very negative emotion. Um, I'm very much an optimist, a positive, hopeful person. And so when I start becoming cynical, I'm like, girl, you need to cut yourself some time off. You need to put some boundaries in place here and go, what? You know, go to the gym, go for a walk. Do not keep working right now. And I don't mean like stop everything, you know, stop the world I want to get off. We can't do that. That's not the reality. But it's a burnout sign. So when I'm a little bit more cynical and I'm, you know, kind of down there in the in the negative, I'm like, mm, okay, something's got to give. So that is red flag number five. Number six, nothing satisfies you. You're just going along with it. Nothing really is good enough. And you kind of just like in with the flow. You might have the most beautiful experience where you um, have a day off and because remember burnout is not just happening at work. We are whole people and that whole person goes with us everywhere we go. So we might have a day off and it's a beautiful sunny day, and you're just like, yeah, whatever, I'm not, not really into that. Or you might go and have a day off and have some time with your family, and really it's a beautiful day, you know, but it was all right. Yeah, it's all right, just, just all right. Or something fabulous might happen at work and it still doesn't satisfy you. So nothing satisfies you, number six. Number seven, you have this constant kind of brain fog. You just can't think straight or logically. Now, um, this happens to me even when I'm not burnt out. It happens in the afternoon after I've had my lunch. Um, I am definitely not my best between the hours of 1.30 and 3.30. Brain fog, right? I'm That doesn't mean I'm burned out. That's just my cycle of during the day. And I know that. And so I put really menial tasks in that time slot. But if I've got brain fog at nine o'clock, which is when I'm normally beautifully sharp, like I'm I'm not a really early morning. I'm not part of that 5 a.m. club. I love me some sleep all right, I love me some sleep. I am definitely not a a 5am riser, but I've got school aged children, which I need to get off to school on time. And then I come back to my home office or my work office. And that time between say 9.30 and um, one is always really great time for me. I get all my day's work done in that time. And then I leave the boring tasks for after lunch. Now, If I've got brain fog during those kind of core hours and I can't think logically, I can't even send an email because my brain hurts, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, that is a red flag. So that just constant brain fog. Number eight, your productivity is tanking. You're just not getting shit done Um, and you don't want to and you don't care about it. Um, You might be procrastinating more than normal. Um, uh, shout out to my fellow procrastinators. I like to, I'm a bit of a unique case. I like to flip between planning profusely and procrastinating perfectly. How about that for a whole lot of the letter P? Um, but you know, your productivity is just not there and you're procrastinating. You might be busy, you know, or doing stuff, just doing stuff but not actually having any results to show for it. So that's generally you're just kind of faffing around. And I think we're all pretty good at faffing on a Friday afternoon. Um, But if you're faffing on a Monday morning when you should be nice and sharp after your rested weekend or whenever your weekend is, because, um, you know, I know a lot of us these days don't have a traditional Saturday, Sunday weekend. I certainly don't. So, whenever the start of your new week is after your so called rest, if you're um, still in the brain fog and you're not getting anything done, you're faffing, it's a little bit of a warning sign. Let's keep moving. Um, We've got three more. You are self medicating or numbing. Now, There's a lot of joking in the dance studio owner community about wine. (laughs) And I don't mean W-H-I-N-E, although sometimes there's a bit of that as well. Um, I'm talking about wine (laughs) Um, or gin or vodka or cocktails. There's a joke. And look, you know, it's a bit of a societal joke. Go and have a wine. What do I do with this parent? Oh, my goodness. Just open the bottle of wine. It's funny until it's not um now self-medicating can be anything to keep you from kind of where you are it's a numbing kind of experience or just a self-soothing whereas self-soothing is is generally a little bit more positive whereas kind of self-medicating is like oh maybe maybe not so positive right so it might be alcohol but it might be food right hands up there. I mean, it's why I go to the gym because, yes, I do like a little bit of chocolate as a bit of a self medication. You know, I'm going to have this bad and I'm just going to eat this whole packet of Tim Tams and then feel really quite sick. Um, but also, work. Ironically, um, us humans, we're so complicated. Ironically, when we burn out, when we're in this like, ugh, or on the border of it, sometimes we self medicate. With work, work is the most rewarded addiction. You know, oh, I've had to work. Oh. And when we're starting to move away from this, you know, where where it's um, working so much is, is a little bit more of a dirty word and thankfully that's good. We do need to get some balance back. But if you're self-medicating with alcohol, with chocolate, with food, with um. Just just be aware we work with anything where you're like, hold on, what's really going on for me here? Number 10 is that rest and sleep no longer refuel you. Now, I know when we've had a busy season, um, rest and sleep might take a little bit longer to refuel you. So I know certainly for um, if I've done a a busy term, you know, a good 10-week chunk of time in the studio and then I get to that two-week holiday break, it takes me a couple of days to unwind. You know, I don't feel like, oh, fabulous, I'm rested now because I slept last night. It takes me a couple of days. Um, but then I start to feel like, yes, actually, that is a nice deep rest and I'm, I'm feeling good. But this is where you could sleep all day, you could sleep all night, and you still don't feel energised. Um, this resting is not refuelling you. Um it's, it's a sign that something needs to change and you need to probably go and speak to someone about it. And 11, and you know what? I think maybe 11 should have been number one. If you know me, I love to laugh. Um, I laugh. <laughs> I'm laughing about laughing. Um, I love to laugh. I love bad puns right? Like dad jokes. As long as my husband's not saying them, then they're not funny because that's like too much of a dad joke. But if I'm saying them, hilarious. I love a pun. I love practical jokes. I just find things that other people um, don't find funny. I am the person that finds them funny. I'm a snorter. <laughs> so if, if you make a joke and I snort, then that is the ultimate compliment. Like you have, that is a 10 out of 10 high five. I love it. Why am I telling you this? Because number 11 is if you don't find yourself laughing, then something is amiss. Life is joyful. And I know that some personalities are a little bit more melancholy than others, and um, that's fine. Do this in, you know, look at these numbers through the lens of your own personality. We are not all um, clowns, <laughs> like, um, and you can see this in your children as well. Some of them will be uh, just a little have more laughter in their life than others, and certainly when I think of my children. Um, My my third child, Liam, definitely is is a bit of a clown and he loves to laugh. He loves to make other people laugh, but he loves a good giggle as well. Um, So if you're not laughing anymore, that is a little bit of a warning sign. So there's 11. Now, just as a general guide, if you've got two to three of those that perhaps you've ticked off, you know, that's kind of like green. It's life. It's life. We're not going to be devoid of all of these signs that generally. There's going to be one or two that are a little bit showing up on your radar. If you've got five to six, then um, Kerry suggests that you fall into the yellow zone, which is low-grade burnout. Um, and the best way he described it, and I, I really liked this because I think we can all be doing this sometimes without realizing it, is low-grade burnout to find as The functions of life continue, but the joy of life is gone. And when he said that to me, it made me want to cry. It makes me want to cry now, right, because what's the point? The functions of life, the functions of life can be a little bit boring, let's be honest, if there's no joy there. So this is getting back to joy, This is getting back to what actually really matters to us and that is enjoying our life with our family, enjoying our work Um, and, yes, going through the functions of life as well. So that's five to six. If you ticked five to six of those 11 um, little symptoms that I've shared with you off the back of the work that Kerry Newhoff is doing. And Kerry um, has experienced burnout um, and he's very open about it. Um, and so he has, has used that experience. He's a, um, a leadership, works in the leadership space, but he's used this experience to guide others. And I love that he is doing that because it is those moments sometimes when we are at our lowest that later can be really used to help and support others. And I hope that his work is doing that through me to you. And the, uh, the final one is um, if, you've, if you've ticked off in your mind 10 or 11, all 11 of them, then please get help. Um, you need to go and tell someone um, who you trust. You need to visit your GP, who will then put you on a path to recovery um, and get you back to your best. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not not the person to do that. I I don't have any experience in guiding people back from burnout. What I do have is recognising that these signs show up in my life at times, is recognising when they do, how to take a pause and just have a think about what needs to change in the short term, the medium term and the long term so that I can um, live my best life and so that I can serve others and really maximise my time on this earth, both through the work that I do, that I get paid for and that I'm passionate about, but also the work that I do um, with you and, most importantly, uh, how I serve my family. So I hope that's been helpful to you. I hope when you're listening to this that you're doing uh, okay, but that if you're not, that this has just highlighted a few areas to bring your attention to Um, and it is yeah my hope that it's been helpful all right until next time we'll see you later bye thanks as always for your company today i hope you enjoyed sitting at the bar with me I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on this episode and encourage you to share within my free Facebook group. Once again, the name of that is The Collective for Dance Studio Owners. Let's keep the conversation going as we continue to support and encourage each other to have successful studios, but also fulfilling and healthy lives. Thanks for joining me at the bar to find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers head to dancestep.com.au. great leaders create leaders and I'm here to help you be and do both and please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice see you next time at the bar